And as we go through this series, if you all have questions, you can go to newhilloh.com slash ask, and you can ask whatever question you might have. And then um, the pastors here and, and some of the members here, we do a podcast, and it's released every Friday. So that gives us some, some questions that we can ask that are uh, uh, particularly from our people, and we can help you grow in your faith. But I want to give a little bit of, of background here. So Acts, the, the Acts of the Apostles, the book of Acts, is written by Luke. Same Luke who wrote the Gospel according to Luke. He's writing it to what we'll see in the, the very first verse, a, a dear friend of his, Theophilus. And he's writing this just like he had, he had written his gospel, but he's picking up where he left off. So you can read it and you just end Luke and you pretty much go into the Acts of the Apostles. Luke is a doctor, and what we'll see from, from him being a doctor, we understand this through history, is that he focuses a lot on um, the, the healings. He focuses a lot on um, medical issues. You see a lot of his terminology and the, the wording he uses. It, it shows who he is. And this is a connecting piece to all the other epistles. This gives us, if we were to just read Romans and 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, uh, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, everything, if we go through all of it, Hebrews, we miss a little bit of context. We miss a little bit of the history. So this is a historical book, but it, it is also very much for the church today, not just to see its history, but to, to, to read and understand doctrine, read and understand God, and, and understand the church, and see um, how the church is to be on mission. So we get a lot of ecclesiology out of Acts, which is a fancy word for church, the doctrine of the church. I'm going to read here for us the first 11 verses now that we have a little bit of context as to who Luke is writing to and why he is writing this. May this be an encouragement to us this morning out of God's Word. In verse 1, in the first book, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. He presented himself alive them after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them forty days and speaking about the kingdom of God. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me, for John the Baptist baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by His own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be My witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And when He had said these things, as they were looking on, He was lifted up, and a cloud took Him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who was taking, taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. God's word for us this morning, church. Let's be in an attitude of prayer. Father God, I just thank you so much for your word. Thank you for this morning to, to dive into your word with the saints that you've called here this morning. God, I pray that not simply here at 9, but also 11, we would be united around your word. We would be joined together by the blood of Jesus and reminded of the communion we share not only with you, but with one another. God, and as we begin this journey through the Acts of the Apostles, Lord, I pray that it would be a blessing and a great benefit to each one of us. God, not simply in our walk as believers individually, 
living it out in our day-to-day life, but God, as the family that you've called us to. As we move through Acts, God, I pray that you would just open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to your word and everything that, that flows through it. God, that we would be sanctified by truth, which is your word. And as we dive into it, God, this morning, I pray that we would see specifically that the gospel continues on. I pray that, again, coming out of last week, God, that, that we do not just find joy in the resurrection one day a year, but we see that the resurrection, the gospel, the good news that you've given to us, depraved people, is good each and every day. It is something that we carry forth, we go and we share by your power through us to all people. In Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen. So the main point for us this morning is the gospel continues. And it's such a beautiful place to be and, to, and a beautiful thing to hear and to be reminded of, particularly for me this morning, but hopefully for you this would be an encouragement as we exalt Jesus through this book. But understand that Jesus was not simply raised so that we could see something miraculous, but He was raised and then gives His Spirit so that the church and His works could continue. That's why this, this book is, is titled The Acts of the Apostles. We could say the book of Acts but it was the Acts of the Apostles. It was the early church being established and moving forward because the Gospel was continuing. They thought that putting Jesus in the grave and silencing that He had been raised would just end things. But it didn't. The Gospel continues. And the good news for us this morning, church, actually, the the weight of the mission, which really should never be a weight, but the news that we need to hear this morning is that the Gospel continues not simply in the, the book of Acts, but in the mission of New Hill Church. That we too should receive this word this morning and understand that we are to go and to share this good news. I'll take a little bit of the weight off of us in this first point to support it. But the Gospel continues by God, through His people, and to all people. The Gospel continues by God, through His people, to all people. First point, by God. We read here, and we'll pick up in, in verse 4, because we, we see in verses 1-3 through three, who Luke is writing to. He tells them what Jesus, all that Jesus began to do. Right, This is what, 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 you, what you see in the Gospel according to Luke. Luke's Gospel, you see that. What Jesus began to do and teach until the day He was taken up. This is where Luke leaves off. And after He commanded the things um, through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom He had chosen... And then it talks about the proofs that he proved that he was raised from the dead, the suffering by many proofs appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. So we see after the resurrection, there's this 40 day period before Jesus ascends back into heaven. And that's what we're getting this morning is this ascension and what exactly took place before we get to the church being without Jesus with them in the flesh. And while staying with them in verse 4, He ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which He said, You have heard from Me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Now this word baptism we often talk about, especially as uh, Baptists, will say submerge, right? Immerse you in water. That's our case um, and we've got many cases in the Bible why we dunk people all the way. If a hand is left out, we'll double dunk you. Like a, a good old chip at the um, Mexican restaurant. You know, you don't just go for one, you've got to double dunk. 
We love and understand from Scripture that we baptize, fully immerse you when we baptize. This word here would be best understood as not necessarily immersed with the Holy Spirit, but united with the Holy Spirit. That Jesus is uniting us with His Spirit. Though He's departing, He will send the Helper. This was the good news for us. And this is, this is why the weight of going and sharing the Gospel should be taken off of us this morning. Because it's not our power, it's not our doing, but it's Christ through us by His Spirit. Are we, are we following along so far? Mm-hmm. Amen. Right? We're all following along. We understand that, that God is working through His people. 1 Corinthians 2, we had talked about this a few weeks ago, but before we move on, I feel it necessary to just hit this again. Paul didn't come with lofty speech or plausible words of wisdom, but he rested in the power of the Gospel so that it, their faith wouldn't rest in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. So for us, when we lean on God in our evangelism, when we understand that it's God working through us, then we don't have to be somebody who we're not. We get to rest in the power of God through the good news of Jesus. We are the messengers. We go and we share. But the Holy Spirit does what only the Holy Spirit can do is convict and save and draw people to Himself. But He, he tells them here, starting with the Holy Spirit, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Jesus was about to leave them for good or until His second coming, rather. I'm going to turn to John 14.26. If you guys got your Bible, you can turn there too. John 14.26 says this. I'll go back to, to 25 here. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in My name, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. And this is good news coming out of the Gospels and coming out of the life of Jesus because they weren't walking around with their you know, nice pen, their Sharpie pen, you know, the ballpoint pen or the sharp point pen, whatever pen you like, writing down everything. They were taking it all in and they were encouraged by Jesus then that the Helper, the Holy Spirit, would come to them and help them remember everything, give account for all things, and go and be witnesses according to the things that He did. So the Gospel continues by God. Chapter 16 of John. Talking about this Holy Spirit. God, the Holy Spirit, being sent to His people to help His people continue on with this message. John 16.7 Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send Him to you. And when He comes, He will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in Me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you will see Me no longer. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. There's, there's so much to talk about there, but, but Jesus is leaving and is encouraging them not to worry about what He's doing. He's going to send them a helper and the message must continue. So it's past Easter, but we still celebrate the resurrection and we still go and carry forth this message because God lives in His people through His Spirit. Giving us the power to continue on. And think about that. They had spent three years. They, they'd given up everything. They'd dropped everything they had to follow Jesus. They counted the cost. And here, Jesus, defeating death in the grave, they, it didn't go the way that they thought it would. 
And he's like, hey, I'm going to depart from you. Could you imagine? Like, I remember my brother when I was a kid. And like, he's going off to college, and I started like bawling my eyes out. And I'm like, I have like a lot less connection with my brother than I do with Jesus, right? I'm like crying and crying, and you like think about the apostles here. Not, not simply their friend Jesus, but their Lord and Savior Jesus is getting ready to depart from them. And he's telling them, don't worry, it's better that I go. Right? Don't try this breakup line, by the way. If you need to break up with somebody, don't be like, it's, it's better that I go for me leaving will be of more benefit to you. That breakup line probably won't work. Um, I should have told the, the bigs class, make sure they start getting that in the kid's head. They come across the Scripture and they... But Jesus leaving was, was better and is better for us because it was bringing on His Spirit that God dwells with His people at all times. And the Gospel is continuing on by God and through His people. Point number two. So God pours out His Spirit, and we'll see that in the coming weeks. Chapter 2 particularly is this outpouring of the Holy Spirit where the Holy Spirit was coming to dwell with His people from now on. To dwell inside of all those who believe. Paul paints this picture that we're, our bodies are a temple. right? The Holy God is living inside of you. It's like crazy. right? If you're here this morning you've never heard this, you're like, who's living inside of who? God lives inside of His people. The Helper. So when they had come together in verse 6, so when they had come together, they asked Him, Lord, will You at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, it is not for You to know the times or seasons that the Father has fixed by His own authority, but You will receive power, again, that power by God, the Gospel continues by God, but through His people. But You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon You. So again, be reminded and encouraged that the power that, that works inside of... If, if you're here this morning, you're like, man, pastor's preaching a good word. It's, it's God speaking through His people, through His Word, and we are delivering it. We are messengers. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my... What, church? Witnesses. And you will be my... Witnesses. Jesus was departing from them, but was going to send His Spirit so the Gospel would continue by God and through His people, through us, through the church. Through the church. So we were given this power, but we were given the power not simply to withhold it, but to go and to be witnesses. And they were, they were still so concerned, Lord, will You at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? Is this the time? Is this your second coming, Jesus? And a lot of times we've become so fixated on that time. When is that time coming? Is it, is it coming up soon? Is the, the mark of the beast coming soon? Is this, this vaccine, is it going to be part of the mark of the beast? Is there this going on? Is that going on? And we become so fixated on things that are simply maybe not not true, but they're distracting us from the, the command that God has given us to go and to be His witnesses. So we are not just simply given power by the Holy Spirit living inside of us. We are giving a, we're given a job. And I'm not convinced that, that knowing the time or the hour would help us. I think that if we knew exactly the date and the time that Jesus would come back, our laziness would be exposed. I'll tell you right now, if I have a deadline, I don't like deadlines because I, I run it up to the deadline. And that's fine, right? Because it's still in on time. 
But then it becomes rushed. It becomes procrastinated until the end, right? If I know the day that Jesus is coming back, I'm going to say, well, that means that I can go on this vacation, that vacation. I can spend this much money and that much money. And then the week before, I'm going to go crazy just sharing the Gospel. The command is not to worry about the time. He says that. And not only does he, he, he not say when that time is, he tells him, it's none of your business, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Power. Not weakness. Not some kind of gift. Power. Not of our own. So the Gospel continues by God, through His Holy Spirit, by His people, through His people. And He says, and you will be My witnesses. Psalm 96.3 Declare His glory among the nations. His marvelous works among all peoples. Declare it. That is our job to declare the glory and the goodness of our Savior. Our mighty Lord. Romans 10, if you all want to turn there with me real quick. Church, we have a job to do. We have a job to do. Romans 10, verse 8. But what does it say? The Word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the Word of faith we proclaim. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For with a heart, one believes and is justified. And with a mouth, one confesses and is saved. For the Scripture says, everyone who believes in Him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing His riches on all who call on Him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now that's good news, right? That's something we talk about at Easter. But then we sit here and we wonder, we're like, Okay, pastor has a raise coming up, so that means he's got more people he can evangelize to. But the, the, the calling and the command here is for all people. Remember, the pastor, let me mind jump to Ephesians 4. The pastor is to equip the saints for the work of ministry. Okay, so the saints is every believer. So jump back to Romans 10, picking up in verse 14. How will they call on Him who they have not believed? And how will they believe in Him whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? Oh, preaching's for the pastors only. No, preaching, proclamation, is for all saints to go and to proclaim this good news. Amen? Alright, we're following along. Verse 15. And how are they to preach unless they are sent? We'll send you. We'll send you into your neighborhood where God has already sent you and placed you. We'll remind you of that, that space. We'll send you overseas. We'll send you out of state. I was sent out of state, church. We took the Annie Armstrong Easter offering. The, there are men and women being sent all over. For what purpose? To declare this good news that by believing and repenting of your sin and believing in Jesus, you will be saved. And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. But they have not all obeyed the Gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? Verse 17, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the Word of Christ. We are to carry this Word. And if anything, we've got a greater call on us today because we have the entire New Testament. We have God's Word, right? 
They were living in it and going and, and doing as they were led to do and commanded to do as apostles. Right? This is the apostolic period. We're going to get into that more as we continue through this series. But we have the New Testament. We have God's Word complete. Old and new. And we are to go and to, to teach those to all people, right? especially God's people, to observe all that He has commanded. So the Gospel is continuing by God and through His people. If you're a believer here this morning, the Gospel is continuing through you. Not by you. Not by your blood. We are not the atonement. We are no one's Savior. But our Savior is using us, His people, to go and to exalt His name and declare His righteousness and to to tell people to repent and believe in the Lord. And that is awesome news. That is awesome news. Now, what you don't want to do is receive this command and sit there staring, right? Look, look at what happens. And when he had said these things, right, when he gives them this command, it's not for you to know the time when I'm going to restore all things, right? They were about to go through some heavy, heavy persecution. It can be all taken care of if Jesus was just going and establish it all right now. And when he said these things, as they were looking, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven, as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way you saw him go into heaven. Now we know that they don't sit there staring forever. But no one, no one likes to work with the guy at work, right? In your job, in your workplace, that is given a task and stands there. Hands in their pocket. Milk in the clock. And if you don't know that person, you are that person at work. Straighten up. Because we all know that person where your supervisor or whatever, the, the, your higher up, right, your superiors, they give you a job and they say, hey, I'll come back around and check on you guys and see how the progress is going. And they come back around and you're like, man, you got that progress? No, I don't have that progress. What were you doing? I don't know. We, in all of our life and everything that we do, are to be pointing people to the Gospel. Even when we aren't speaking it, so it's through word and through deed, right? Through the way that we live, the way that we, our work ethic explains to people the God we believe in. Because He's told us how to do these things. He's told us how to go and work and work hard. He's told us how to raise our families. And when we do these things, it stands out to the world who has no foundation because there's no foundation that is apart from Jesus Christ. So we are to be the messengers. The Gospel continues by God through His people and continues to all people. Point number three. Now let this be the convicting part for us because this means even to our enemies. Now, a beautiful thing we're going to see in, in Acts is Mark, Mark 16, 15, when you hear the Great Commission, even from Matthew 28, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to all creation. Go back to um, some of the first few uh, verses, or back down there to, to verse 8. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You get like in the first six chapters, you get Jerusalem. Then it moves on to um, Judea and Samaria. 
And then later on in Acts, it moves on to the ends of the earth. God's Word is being fulfilled, and it is still happening through the church today. That even as Southern Baptists, as we explain this and continue to talk about it because it is so crucially important that we are Southern Baptists, we are proudly a part of the Southern Baptist Convention because we come together for missions. It is so difficult to, to get our hands in all these different cookie jars. And we're like, well, we're going to give 1% to Africa and we have to reach the nation, so we're going to give um, 1% to, to Brazil. Uh, we need to be church planting here in the United States too. Well, what about all? And we start to get our hands all over the place, but as the Southern Baptist Convention, we can come together and we can reach the nations. We can reach across the globe to see the gospel continue to all people. And as it happens, as, as the Lord wills and as the Lord calls, we'll send you. We'll send you down to Wadsworth to plant another church. We'll send you up to Brunswick to plant a church. We'll send you back down to West Virginia to plant a church. I can tell you how to do it down there. First off, you start talking like this. If you're a man, you start talking like this. right? It gets real serious down there. I can, we can talk about contextualizing you for the work of ministry wherever the Lord may send you. But no matter what, we are to spread the Gospel to all people, even those who hate you. There's no distinction. And, and this is why it's so important to reject what the world is saying about the church. And if you deal with some, some form of racism, then that is something you need to be convicted of. And we the church want to, to see you through it because we need to spread the Gospel to people who don't look like us, don't act like us, don't talk like us but they live like us. Because apart from Jesus, we're all totally depraved. So the good news of the Gospel is that racism is destroyed. It's that like this, this little universe we live in of, of people who look like us, talk like us, is destroyed when it comes to the Gospel. Now that doesn't mean we have to, to forge up some kind of culture in here that doesn't represent our community, but it does mean if our neighbor is black, Asian, white, hillbilly, redneck, we go and we share this good news. Because it's good news to all people. It is good news because we're all broken. It is good news because we're all sinners in our own way. Total depravity of man means we're as bad off as we can be, not as bad as we can be. People may act a lot different, but I tell you, apart from Jesus, you're going to the same place. And the command here is to go to all people be witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. To be witnesses here in Medina. To be witnesses to your neighbors. To be witnesses in your neighborhood. To be witnesses of this good news. And the Gospel continues. Now if you don't want to be a part of that, you've got a lot to of Scripture to read and to see that there's not really any room. It doesn't talk about believers who don't go and seek out to do God's will. Now, we struggle. We fall into sin. We fall into habits. But hear this word this morning, and please don't reject it. That You are called to the mission field. You are called to ministry. As I talked about earlier, pastors, our pastors here this morning, Gary, myself, and Pastor Simon, we are to equip you for the work of ministry. Now, if you feel ill-equipped for the work of ministry, that's on us. Come talk to us. 
We'll see whatever it is how we can help you. We can help you find your gifts and how you can use your gifts to advance the kingdom of God here in Medina. But there is no excuse to sit and let the days go by and not be witnesses of His goodness. The good news apart from that is if you live in rebellion, God will use His people. There are other people who are going to do it, but don't you want to be a part of it? Don't you want Not the person who saves somebody. We'll never get to check that off of our list but be the person who declares God's goodness and the gospel truth to the person who does not know Him. Luke is, is laying the foundation here for us for the rest of this book, and not simply the book. When you, when you read Acts chapter 28, which we'll get there in like three years, don't worry, we'll be taking breaks and going through other books in between. Have mother series, I'm sure. But Acts 28 ends so abruptly, giving us this conclusion that the Gospel continues on even for us today. Even for us today. And that is great news. Ben, you can go ahead and come back up here. Church, there's going to be so much to, to learn and to be convicted by and encouraged by, by God's Word always, but particularly through, through Acts. And the good news this morning is that the Gospel continues on. The great news is that it's by God and that it's through His people that He's using broken vessels like us to display His glory, to call people to Himself. The difficult part is that we've got to go to all people. Now, I'm not saying you've got to go get up into Cleveland but I guarantee you there's that neighbor beside of you that's just irritating you, aggravating you, wears a mask around you, doesn't wear a mask around you, does things differently, and you could care less whether they believed what you believe or not. Let me encourage you, maybe make you a little bit uncomfortable. I don't care about my neighbor's view on the mask. I care about my neighbor's view on the Gospel. Now there's truth in other things too. But the Gospel changes everything. When you have that truth, it'll open your eyes and your heart to everything. And I'm not just talking about the pandemic. I'm talking about everything. It talks about the way we, we walk and we do life together. It also tells us, church, that this mission, that the Gospel continuing by God through His people to all people, is meant to be done together. That we are to go on mission together. Now, that doesn't mean you need the person sitting beside you this morning to be there when you share the Gospel. But it means that they're there to encourage you when that person shuts the door in your face because they don't want to hear the Gospel. It means that they're there to, to rebuke you of your sin and, and, and help you to see God's Word and why you need to repent and turn from that sin and lay it at the cross. It means that they're there to, to be there for you in, in financial crisis. It means that they're there to, to help you meet a need. It means that they're help you, uh, there to rejoice with you when you rejoice. Christians are not meant to do life alone. We're not meant to do mission alone. So be encouraged that each and every person sitting around you, maybe you're like, I still don't know that person over there and I know that they've introduced themselves. It's okay. We're a part of the family and we'll figure it out eventually. Right? We'll like start like wearing name tags or just like Sharpie marker on each other's foreheads. Right? Whatever we got to do. But we are a part of a family that's greater than ourselves. Given a mission that's too big for ourselves alone, but not too big for the God that lives inside of us. 
And He's using us to be His witnesses, to go and to share this good news. Let us do that this week. Not to the person you love, simply alone, but to the person that you can't stand, that needs to hear that good news. That Jesus came and He died in accordance with the Scriptures. According to the Scriptures, and He fulfilled them. And that if you repent and believe in that, you'll be saved. Great news, and let us go share it this week. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank You so much for Your Word this morning. I pray that You would just go ahead and correct my words in the hearts of those here. God, and that anything I said that was of my own, God, You just remove it. But God, let Your Word take root in our hearts this morning. Pray that Your Spirit inside of those who believe this morning would would convict us and show us areas of our life that we need to change. God, areas where we've been so focused on Your second coming that we've neglected the calling on our life here and now. God, I pray that You would encourage us. Yes, we can talk about other issues, but are we also talking about the Gospel? God, just a few things that You would remind us this morning. It's not our power. It's You through us. You would encourage us and help us to understand that there's joy to be shared in Gospel proclamation. That we, who too were once dead, heard this good news. That You saved us according to Your will and Your purpose. And we get to go be the messengers, the ambassadors, to tell people of this good news. We get to be witnesses. Witnesses of what You do in the hearts of broken men. Saving people and bringing them to Yourself through broken men like us. Lord, thank You so much just for this morning and this time together. And I pray that You would just encourage us into this week. Help us to do life together. To call and to check on those who are missing. To fellowship. To break bread with one another through the week. Because this mission is not meant to be done alone. Thank you for giving us a church family. Helps to grow stronger together. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.